Hey, Augmenters, I'm Jimmy. And I'm Julie. And we believe authentic, connected relationships are the key to growing to your potential. Today, we are putting on our ocean wetsuits and diving deep into the cool waters of honesty. We will explore this term and the themes surrounding it, and especially how honesty relates to augmenting your mentoring relationships. Dive safely. Good morning, Jimmy. How are you doing? Doing great. I have started to get lost in searching for the most XYZ character in story, lore, fiction, whatever. And when you take a descriptor for today, our descriptor will be honesty, and you put that into Google, you get some interesting results. Tell me more. Who do you think is the most loyal character in all of Google? The most loyal character in all of Google would have to be Yosemite Sam. Fascinating. I also thought of a true like cartoon type character, but no, it's nobody all that interesting other than uh, Samwise Gamgee of Lord of the Rings, you know, the, the number two to uh, Frodo's dominance. But I think it's easier to figure out who is the most traitorous character, like the least honest. Ooh, it is definitely, definitely the Roadrunner. <laughs> Roadrunner? Or do you mean the coyote, Wile E. Coyote? Wile E. Coyote. No. Wile e. Coyote. They, uh, were, they were next to each other in my brain running. There might not be enough actual like content, intellectual <laughs> power behind that cartoon to make this list. But the most traitorous character is not far. It is Scar from The Lion King. Oh, re- yeah. He was super evil. I was just at the zoo yesterday having a discussion with a five and a half year old about, about that exact topic. And uh, she was sharing her distaste for him. He's mean. I don't like him. I was not expecting you to say you were at the zoo nor talking to a five-year-old for a while, but... You can learn a lot. You can learn a lot, and you can learn a lot from yourself when you're honest. And that is my attempt at a transition to our topic for today. I felt really inspired by our conversation with Dr. Tina that we had last week. And I'm I am always so amazed by the guests that we have on. But Dr. Tina really, I think, brought something so special to us. And it really changed my perspective, which is our hope with our podcasts and our guests. And one thing that I really took away from it was the importance of being really honest with yourself and where you're at and being self-reflective. What did you think of our conversation with her? I was most taken away, especially in re-listening to the episode about how well Dr. Tina was able to set up to prime our conversations with her, specific interactions with her, where we were prepared to be honest about really difficult topics that can sometimes make people very hesitant to share and not necessarily be dis honest, but to be guarded. And the kind of interplay between being guarded and honesty is a real challenge. And I think that's what inspired me to talk about honesty today was that if you're not ready to be honest with yourself, you're probably not ready or you're definitely not ready to be honest with others in a mentoring relationship. And without that honesty, you aren't able to really be forward. You're not able to connect more deeply with your mentor or your mentee. It's really hard to grow to your potential if you don't know yourself really well. So what I love 
to Dr. Tina Opie, who's the author of Shared Sisterhood, is she gave three really specific ways to be able to create bridges around racial and gender divides in the workplace. That's her book in the show notes. And her dig, I think, is what really brought this up, at least for me, around honesty. And she asked us some really tough questions. She asked us specifically as two white people when we realized that we were white and when we realized we were in the dominant race. And that required some real self-honesty, at least for me, to really stop and think about it. And it stuck with me. I've continued to think about it. And to being really honest with myself, you know, how do I show up in the world? And to be able to really recognize where that privilege comes from. And without that ability to be self-reflective, and she has some great tools, she has some great, you know, writing prompts or some great ways to actually really be able to dig into that. I think you can't really show up for others. Completely agree. And I think a great way to begin our deeper dive into the word honesty is to define it. Please. So I'm going to start with how Merriam-Webster talks about the true meaning of honesty. So let's be honest about honesty. Honest about honesty. It means an uprightness of character or action. Honesty implies a refusal to lie, steal, or deceive in any way. Honor suggests an active or anxious regard for the standards of one's profession, calling, or position. What really struck me with this was honor is the root of honesty, and it suggests that you internally have an active or anxious regard for a certain standard. And that like continuous kind of loop, whether in the forefront or in the background, is critical to maintaining honesty. That's really deep. That's a lot of words. That's a big thought, Jimmy. Break it down for me. My brain is not all over it as it is on yours. What do you really mean? What are you I have been up a little longer today with more coffee. What I'm trying to say is that it's just like somebody is not a bad person. A person can have a bad action. It is very hard to be an honest individual mm -hmm. through and through. I think almost everybody would like to be thought of in that way by others. But the key to doing that is building a reputation for honesty, which is continuing to have this feeling feedback cycle of am I meeting the standard that I set for myself of refusing to lie, steal, deceive, etc. That is where honesty comes from. And I think we all have a tendency at times to try to deceive ourselves when we are introspective. Because we're human, which is this terrible condition that we all seem to share. That the fallacy of our condition is what binds us together. Totally, totally. And this is a massive topic. We could talk for hours about it. We won't. I feel like we have two main takeaways and one stretch takeaway. Are you saying we have two and a half takeaways? I think we have two and a half plus takeaways. Two well, and a half, half plus. plus. We like have it. a half it and a plus. Feels like I'm, it's, like, it's like unleaded gasoline. We got, a, we got a plus. We have a half and a plus. So the first takeaway, a solid one takeaway that I love is the ability to be self-reflective through writing and being honest with yourself in your writing. So grabbing a notebook anytime that, you know, the cup of tea at a cafe and sit down and do some really reflective writing. You don't necessarily have to share it with anybody. And if you're me, nobody could actually read it, even if they did pick it up. But Chicken scratch, hieroglyphics, <laughs> what are we talking here? You know, ransom notes. Yes, exactly. And write down areas that you see yourself having real strength and assets and areas that you can see yourself improving. So I know for me, I'm really impatient. I don't know if you've noticed that about me, but my impatience can really be a hindrance to me. I sometimes struggle with it. So I think having that time to be really honest with where your characteristics are really serving you and where you could use a little help with it. So just being honest and doing that writing, I think is a great first takeaway. I love it. And I'm going to have a bit 
of a different approach where writing doesn't necessarily have to be via diary. I have a dear friend and neighbor who uses a diary all the time. It's his way of really combing his own thoughts and then building on them and enhancing them. For me, it's more going for a walk or doing something physical. Truly, it's riding a bicycle for me where I can carry one thought through. And then after I've mulled over that thought and rolled it around multiple times, writing a very short paragraph or even just one sentence to sum it up. And I think a great part about the self-reflective work is focusing on, okay, when I'm thinking about something introspectively, think about them, are these strengths and assets that I have? And then on the opposite side, are these areas to improve or challenges? And kind of understanding where this idea, this thought should be moved into in a way of looking for self-improvement to be ready to show up more authentically for others. So here's my second takeaway. Are you ready? I'm ready. Second solid takeaway is share this writing with somebody else. Maybe a good person would be a mentor. Uh, It's just a guess. Or it could be a trusted friend. It could be a colleague. It could be a family member. It could be even somebody in like a religious order. Who knows what? But really sharing that with somebody about where you see your strengths, where you see your opportunities for growth, and actually just being really, you know, honest with yourself and then honest with somebody else. It gets it out of your head and it gets it out into the universe. That's my second takeaway. You got to share it. And a great way to do that for me is I have my monthly catch up with one of my best friends where we talk about our goals or habit assertions for the year. And I share it there and that kind of feedback where it is it is literally a safe space for ideas and thoughts and where somebody I know can take a real whack back at me and clap back if there's an issue and not have me tense up and try to guard myself, but really receive the feedback and then take that and mull it around in my next time for introspection. I love that. I love that. I know you've been doing that for a long time. So you have that history together and see how things evolve. And then I know for a lot of us, the same things come up over and over again. I was like an incredibly impatient 13-year-old and I'm now incredibly patient, not 13-year-old anymore, but it doesn't change, but you can kind of continue to find ways to keep it in check. So here is my plus half stretch takeaway is share it with your team. Share it with people who actually report to you in a way that isn't oversharing, but is in a way that takes your self-honesty and actually brings it into your relationship in the workplace. Because I know that the opportunity to be able to to really share what you're working on allows others to be able to help you with it. So it depends upon your workplace, but I'd say 0.5 plus takeaway is to share it with others on your team in the workplace. What do you think of that? I think it's a wonderful, and for us, the term, a half a takeaway is a way for a, to coin a playful stretch goal. But it is something that means you might not be ready to do that. And it's definitely not something you can do tomorrow. It's something that has to come up at the right time. You need to use your emotional intelligence. It needs to be crafted, especially if you're sharing it with multiple members at once. That needs to be a situation that is properly organized and set up where others are prepared because it's not just about you sharing. The folks you're talking to need to be primed in a place to receive it, or it will not be a productive way to build a stronger relationship. But as somebody in your mid-career, if you want to start developing tighter relationships, you are going to find that if you share honestly about yourself to others, maybe not all five people or 50 people on who you manage, 
are going to come back to you and say, wow, that struck me. But I guarantee that one person is, even if it's just to say, okay, it took a bit of gumption for you to be ready to share the work that you've been doing internally, whether or not I agree with what you've said or not, whether or not I appreciate whatever you thought your big idea was. I'm just happy you're doing the work and that you're willing to be unguarded with us. And you're going to find it's going to open up an opportunity to create a much stronger relationship with many of the individuals on your team. And it's a beautiful thing. It keeps you connected. It helps you go to your potential. And it also helps keep you accountable, right? Because when others know what you're working on or what you're working towards, they're able to support you. So, you know, our most recent guests really brought this up for us, but it inspired me to add some more honesty and self-reflection into my conversations with my team. So I'm really happy uh, that we had a chance to, to think a little bit more about this. Do you know also what happens when you first put in honesty for fictional characters? In Google? What, Jimmy? Tell me. Immediately, Pinocchio comes up because (laughs) it is most clearly the opposite of honesty in a character. Yet, in a way, Pinocchio may, may be the most honest, introspective individual because every time a lie is said, there is a very clear reaction. I have not thought of that story in a very, very long time, but it certainly is a great reminder after just spending a lot of time with a bunch of small children about the principle of honesty. I wonder if Pinocchio has his own TikTok channel yet, but I think he should be working on that. Well, the the counterpoint, if we're getting deep into Pinocchio for a minute in Disney, the counterpoint to Pinocchio is the quintessential voice of reason, Jiminy Cricket. Word up, the blue fairy appoints Jiminy Cricket as the human-loving puppet's conscience. I think we could have a pretty deep mentoring uh, conversation about the principles of Pinocchio, which I have not thought of in a long time. And I'm also very curious about the Italian like, you know, it's an Italian in Italy kind of story. Like so many voices of reason, Cricket's advice falls on deaf ears. What's more, in the original version of the story, Pinocchio kills poor Jiminy Cricket. In Pinocchio's defense, what's more human than wanting your conscience to shut up sometimes? <laughs> I think that is a perfect way to end this episode, Jimmy. Don't don't take out all your frustration on the, the Jiminy's in your life. <laughs> or the Jimmy's. <laughs> So with that, we recommend you look at some of our previous guests on Augmenters, Wynn Morgan, Lorna Davis, one of the early interviews we've had, and of course, most recently, Dr. Tina Opie, to hear more about being self-reflective and sharing with yourself honestly. And come back to principle five, consistency of mentoring. So uh, check out that episode that we have, principle five of our mentoring principles is consistency. Uh, This was really fun, Jimmy. I'm excited for more these. We hope this episode was brief yet bright, and now it's time to read us out. And remember, we are here because real relationships have the power to transform organizations and build dynamic communities. Absolutely. Augmenters supports mentoring that matters. Visit our website for the best interactive mentoring content at augmenters.us. Share our podcast with someone you care about, someone who needs a new mentoring relationship in their life pronto. We welcome questions and suggestions via email, hi at augmenters.us, or via social media with our handle at augmentershq. Shout out to our producers, Erlen Cato. Thank you. Augmenters out. See ya. See ya.